Comedy. 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 Ciao. Welcome to the Comedy Hall. <laughs> Rosano. Rosano. It's not It's my age. Red ass. Red, red, no, red anus. Red anus. Red anus. I hate that the word anus. I mean, Rosano is the name of a city, so you will not oh, read okay. like separately. Will But be. if you separate the two words, it's like yeah. red anus. But back in the day, they used to name cities also on specific things. So was that a city <laughs> of the people? Maybe, maybe it, it was anus. a rich man because probably it was like the you know like not the king but the measure of the city or whatever. Right. Are we recording? Uh, yeah. Okay. So okay. I'll, I'll cut and we'll start. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Hall podcast. Happy Saturday, guys. Hey, Bea. What's up? <laughs> what's up, Ariel? We are here with uh, Jordan, Ariel, and We our have a special, special guest. guest. Oh. Ravi <laughs> Kumar. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the originators of uh, English stand up in Poland in general. Isn't that right? That's right. That's very nice to hear. I mean, that definitely feels <laughs> nice to, to hear. Also, a special guest. Because how long? Uh, how long have you lived in Poland? Ooh, uh, this October will be 10 years. Wow, 10 years. 10 years, man. 10 years. That's so, brave. Yeah. <laughs> That's brave. <laughs> uh, or, or more like a Stockholm syndrome at this yeah. point. Can't leave. <laughs> And then, so we we'll, we'll, we just got questions about uh, the stand-up scene where it first started because obviously the new stand-up scene is like. Comedy hole It's oriented. Awesome. I love what you guys are doing, by the way. Sweet. I love what you guys are doing. So yeah, we'll have a few questions about the stand-up scene that started before because we know what's going on now. Now it's now we're rocking it, having a good time. Yeah. But you were around like what was the first open mic you did in Warsaw? Oh wow. I think uh And what year was that? I think that was 2016. Okay. Around that was the year when um, I left my improv group, and uh, I still like the stage. I still like doing comedy on the stage, and I was like, "What else is going on?" And I was on Facebook, and I saw that there is an open mic happening done by English Stand Up Poland. Who uh, who was the host then? So back then it was uh, Pete uh, Piotr Szymowski. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was run by Piotr Szymowski, uh, his two brothers, uh, Chris and Julian. Uh, Julian is is a, is a quite a character. I, I I recommend everybody to meet Julian at least once in their life. <laughs> okay. He's still uh, in Warsaw. <laughs> he's still in Warsaw. Does he, he have a last name? Uh, Szymowski. Yeah, uh, he runs uh, he runs now business boxing, which is quite yeah, successful. He was, uh, he was uh, on a Wednesday when Piotr actually performed. Oh, yeah, and it was guy. him as nice well. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he um. Like he has genuinely gone really into corporate boxing events, like where you pick somebody from a corporate stuff and they train for wait, like weeks. a CEO versus a CEO, yeah, that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, like uh, charity. Most of it is charity gig, and it's like imagine like two of us. We are boxing fans. We work in the same company. Yeah, and we both go through six more, six seven weeks of training. And we have a boxing gala where we fight. Oh, wow. That seems like a crazy idea because yeah. wouldn't you not... I mean, I don't want to get hit in the head and like fuck myself. Pete did it one time. Really? <laughs> yeah, he went through like training. And actually after that gig, uh, I mean that gala, boxing gala, he still practices boxing. I think he, he likes it now. Oh, okay. And yeah, that was say. unpaid advertisement for... Julian. <laughs> There you go. Julian, Julian you, you owe me to one. support <laughs> a But sponsor... We should all box each other. You're welcome. You should box each other. Uh, I think this sounds like a terrible idea because I would, I would win. Love to yeah, watch. She'd win. If you're allowed nut shots, we're screwed. Okay, so wait, so you were the okay. that was the open mic 2016, yeah. and so once yeah. a week. Oh no! Back then, it was not regular. It was like probably like I think twice a month, okay. and uh, so those like Shumovsky brothers, and I think uh, maybe there was one Irish guy named Dave. They were all uh, not the Dave that we have seen in in our, our circle, but mm -hmm. a different Dave. Uh, so they did it for a while. It wasn't picking up, and uh, Julian was sorry, uh, Pete. Pete was definitely more and more into the professional side of Polish stand-up. He really wanted to make a career, which he has done now. Yeah, which he's done. So yeah, yeah for the for listeners, he's a prominent 
in Polish, mostly, uh, stand-up comedian that definitely. tours around. Yeah, definitely. I Very mean, funny guy. I think his last two specials when it comes to YouTube views were the best among all the Polish stand-ups in the last few years. Oh, okay. So anyways, Pete got really serious into his Polish stand-up. Um, and then at that point, uh, I will say by the time 2016 to 2017, about one year time, a lot of people were performing. And few of us were regulars, uh, including like me, uh, Philip uh, Van der Brim. Yeah. Uh, actually, he has dropped that name by the uh, by the way. Now he's going with Philip Brimora. Like like an eel. Uh, his actual last name Brimora. is Brimora. Huh. Oh, okay. So he is now going with his ac- actual uh, full name. Okay, okay. So Philip, me, Anjay, Chris, uh, Cri- Christopher um, Mazur. Uh, as or or he likes to call himself. Cut that, Chris, <laughs> who is Christopher Matthew, because he always gets angry if I don't say it properly. <laughs> we will uh, not cut this. Yeah. So four of us were regulars. Uh, we were doing a lot of open mics, and we had already started. Uh, like we wanted more stage time, mm-hmm. so we had already like Philip already had started venturing into Polish stuff. Anja and I, we were going to Krakow often. I was going to Berlin often. Um, Chris was also uh, performing. Uh, I think Chris also went to Krakow, Berlin as well. So we all were doing our stuff, and uh, Pete, I think, realized that his future is more in Polish. In Polish. So he just contacted us. That was really funny, like a like a sending an owl kind of thing. Like a like they, they all the brothers they wrote like a PDF like a letter and sent it on PDF to us, like inviting us to be part of English Standard Poland. Okay. And uh, yeah, so since then we started doing shows under the name of English Standard Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hungry for stage time. So it just picked up. We started doing a lot of shows, uh, open mics. Uh, like the first wave was quite good. Uh, we were not doing as many shows that uh, as you guys are doing. And that's why I'm saying that you guys are really doing well. I really appreciate it. Uh, but we were really committed towards, you know, like growing as a comedian. So we would just hang out every week. Uh, at least me, Anjay and Philip hang out every week, two, three times, listen to our sets. Like the idea of comedy director, which is not in Poland right now, but outside it's like almost every big comedian has a comedy director who listens to the full hour, gives notes, where to edit, what to edit, what to add. So we started playing comedy directors for each other. So listens to sets or even during the show, we would stand at the back. Even if I'm not performing, I'll take notes on Philip's set. So we were doing these things. So we grew. It's very interesting. Yeah, we should a, do that. Comedy director. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good way. You should like uh, the whole idea of director. Uh, I guess tangent here <laughs> is that uh, you are funny. You think uh, you're funny. Your jokes are working. But sometimes a third perspective, a guy from outside who knows comedy, who has done comedy, can give you that dude. There is an opening right there. You can do but put a tag there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely for in a play or anything like that. Like seeing. The director sees what you don't. You can't see yourself when you're performing. And yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Director sees what you are not seeing because you are in the moment performing, and your focus is just performing. But the subtle movements, or maybe a weird hand gesture that, like, for example, one time you told me about drinking the water oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. while I haven't <laughs> finished the joke yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, no, and you going, mm, and yeah. I made fun of you on stage. Exactly. Once for it. So these kind of things. This is what a comedy <laughs> director will do for you. Because yeah, Ravi would be on stage and he would be in the middle of a joke and he would grab his water and just go, mm. <laughs> and so and so I just like <laughs> pretended to be Ravi next time I went up on stage. Ricky roasted you just like, yeah. it, like every joke. Ricky would be like, "Okay, so there was this bird." Anyway, there's this bird. <laughs> oh, I'm fully. I have a lot of quirks, man. Like like uh, growing up, my brother was kind of the bully. Like I I have a lot of quirks that I do in regular conversation or things, and he picks up on the ad. Ricky, I, yeah. uh, no, like like, like oh, my brother. brother. Yeah. So because of that, I'm kind of used to of that, and I like it when my friends do that. Okay, like, yeah. Like it. It's like you know, yeah. it's like. This so, is our this is our community. If I want, so comedians do. Yeah, if I yeah. want to make fun of you, who else will? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed that about you. That like, yeah, saying anything, you're like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's totally. And, fine. and what about your your bro- your family? What, what's your story? How did you get in Poland? Oh, uh, not very complicated there. Very small family. Uh, like a mom, dad, eighteen me and kids. Mo- <laughs> 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 small four, Indian family. Four cousins. <laughs> 
but actually, like, not very Indian in that sense because, yeah, like, uh, just mom and dad, me and my brother, uh, we didn't have, like, grandparents on the dad's side weren't there. Uh, grand and like so yeah like just four of us no cousins nothing very small family uh, and like most of the millennials I'm um, just wanted to run away like I was just all my life running away from my dad and I kept running away and I like at one point I was like okay I'll leave the country and also <laughs> did you not like living in India oh, uh, parts of it which I love mm-hmm. like like for example four comedians or four any kind of artists will sit down and the kind of on the art side, India is just going far, like really fast. Like the stuff that's happening is really good. But on the social side, political side, there are things which annoy me. Mm-hmm. And like I want to have a, like for me, the most important thing in my life is to have a simple, comfortable life. And in India, like socially, there are things which you can't ignore. You want to speak out. And when you speak out, you get into stupid conversations. Twitter is massive in India people like lose jobs over Twitter. Like it's, it's, it's a very toxic political environment there. Right. And I'm kind of like the person who likes to speak on those things. Okay. So okay. I would, like I was involved in one of the biggest uh, student uh, anti-corruption movements in India 2012. Mm-hmm. Massive, like hundreds and thousands of students on the street. Wow. And uh, we thought we will make a change. We will do something. Nothing happened. That was 2012. And I was like, you know what? I've done something for my country. I tried doing something for my country. Right. Time to look for myself. I see. And also, like, I just wanted to have a different experience and finished my, I, I had finished my bachelor's, uh, looked around, uh, obviously running away from my dad. So I went to the bank, how much money can I get in education loan? And they're like, this is minimum, how much you can get without collateral. And I was like, okay, so now my target is to find a university in that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had some saving. Uh, a friend from Canada did one exchange semester in Warsaw School of Economics. Uh, and somehow I have always had Canadian friends, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I, I've always there. had Indian friends. <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, great. Actually, for me, Ariel is the first guy from Canada I met in my life. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. Canadians like to travel, actually. They do travel. Yeah, right? they, tra- yeah. they travel too. And also, I mean, I say... Indian friend, it's really just like there's so many Indian people in general. And in Canada, there's immigrants constantly. Yep. So really, the Indian friends were born and raised in Canada. They in were In Canada, now you guys have Indian uh, like uh, um, national or Indian heritage people and even cabin- cabinets like ministers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. For our listeners, Ravi is Indian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. If the name <laughs> didn't give you a rock. Don't worry, uh, the accent kicks in half an hour in the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. You told me a few things, because like, actually, how I don't remember when I met you. Because I mean, I met you like, you know, five years ago or something like that. But I don't know why, what happened. I think the first time I saw you or the first time we had any conversation was Club Comedy Away. You were doing English Improv. And by that time, I had already switched from improv to stand-up. But I still missed improv. So every time there's an opportunity, some improv is going on in English, I do go. Right. And okay, I think okay. when That's you were what... doing, yeah, and I think when you were doing your comedy club improv thing, right, I was going there very often, yeah. Because me and Ravi went to, uh, Ravi was like, hey, why don't we do some improv with Andre? We'll go to Krakow and do oh, an improv. Nice. So we did an improv show together and that's when I kind of like talked to Ravi oh wow in Krakow in Krakow yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah yeah you know? and I met Andre there as well yeah. who's a comedian here in Warsaw and uh but on the train ride back I remember we we went back and I was just picking his brain about India and there were so many like little details that were super interesting to me it's a it's a country that you know like yeah people have lived in India consistently Especially, especially <laughs> north, north India for l- about 5,000 years. Right, right. Yeah, like it's like, there was never a period where it was like, oh, something happened and deserted. Or like civilization went away, then came back away. Right. Like people have been living in northern Indian plain for five, 6,000 years. Yeah. And I, I remember one thing that you said, because you were like, in Warsaw, there's so much space. Yeah, and for me yeah, as a Canadian, yeah. I was like, there's not much space <laughs> at all. But, but look, compared, look at a tree. <laughs> compared to yeah. India, like yeah. a small town can have millions of that's a stretch, but yeah. <laughs> a small town can definitely Billions have... Billions of people in one but town. But yeah, I would say definitely a small t- town can have like 100,000, 200,000 people. A small town right, right. can easily have 100,000, 200,000 people. Well, you were saying if you're wa- walking, you, you're like just ass and face oh, yeah. full of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Delhi Metro is quite an experience. If you get into Delhi Metro or Mumbai trains, 
it's quite an experience. It's we, just like free massage. Stand out so. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, but like a sea of people, and you're just a, 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 a tower, yeah, yeah, yeah. towering. If I was, guys, I lost that. I oh, know it's there. Guys, I know it's there. You, you should lead tours. Like, you don't yeah. need to have one of those flags yeah, or like anything. Me, follow me. <laughs> he can be the guy who can poke. Hey, look over there. If there's a seat empty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally do that all the time. Just like look over the crowds, but but. uh um, when you were here, you were like, oh my God, there's so much space. Walking oh, yeah. around is not a big deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I asked you, I remember this because it was like an interesting fact for me. I was like, why, if there's so many people, do Indians keep, have, like, keep having kids? Well, why do people keep having kids? Well, you know, you can go ahead, but usually in the, the poor countries, the families are bigger right yeah She's got for a point, social yeah. uh, cultural right they, points I, I think a huge uh thing that um indian government or chinese government didn't think in the beginning when they were like okay population is, is a problem we need to control it they were went with their propaganda like chinese government went with the propaganda like every family should have one kid they actually mm. made it mandatory more than one kids were not allowed in china yeah, and yeah. india went with like being democratic they can't put a cap but they they went with like suggestion like we a happy good prosperous family like there were posters of like a prosperous family will have two kids right uh Isn't this that, kind of thing like being like you know, a good citizen wouldn't steal. <laughs> Something there's similar, nothing, yeah. there's in nothing Poland, it's the opposite. They there are advertising. Have kids. Yeah, in the cities, like uh, in the in the eighties, people had four kids. In the nineties, people had two kids, and now one kid and a half. <laughs> I yeah, don't know what yeah. does it mean. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it, like also for example, in the south of Italy, which is uh, from social perspective and cultural perspective more poor than the north we have bigger families usually uh, I think it's also due to the fact that the values are different for example family it's still like a big like like the traditional family uh, it's still such a big uh, value in some parts of the world no that's true uh, this by the way really fascinates me the cultural difference of north Italy always being considered elite upper strat or whatever you call it uh, in, and the lower Italy is like southern Italy always get this reputation of uh, like industrious working class people yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the northern like this divide it, it flows in football like Milan versus Juventus or something well if you think about for example Maradona why it's, it was so big not only because he was like a great football player but because he was a symbol of the social revenge versus the north so it, the south of Italy was winning the Italian championship the Napolitan team was winning the Italian championship and it was like here we go we are not only the south of Italy we are the you know yeah. we, ha we are someone we, we are a block United that's the block. same thing which English people feel uh, like the teams from north Liverpool Manchester what they feel about against the London teams that London is like elite uh, rich people and all that and like these are social things and same coming back to India like socially people are not Majority of the India, majority still lives in small towns and villages, majority. Right. And there, there is not enough education there to understand the long-term uh, impact of having five, six, seven kids. Right. Um, the way they look at it is more kids means more hands to work. I, see, uh, and one thing I remember you saying, and it, that, this was the interesting part for me, and so maybe let me know if it still reigns true, that like... Uh, you were saying that people have kids and their family and that's how they think about family. They don't think about India as a big group together. We're all Indians and we help each other out. It's like you create your group and that's it. You're not families with the people next door. Yeah, that's the caste system. Uh, like it, it, that's how it spreads. Like right now in modern India, there is this this thing which uh, government is doing, which is a populist government to give this sentiment of we are Indians. We're Indians all together. Yeah. So that's uh, good in one way, but bad in another way that people who are on the like, far side, very nationalistic, yeah. they take it in a direction that if you don't have a Indian flag on your window, that means you are a fucking traitor. Oh, I see, I see. It's like, we, 
you give them one good thing and like there will be people who will stretch in different direction so in india like yeah it's 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 a very when you when you look at the small towns and villages people are you know it's the kinship the kinship uh, i think is the right way to say it kinship is still very important in the indian uh, village and city communities like the small towns people like you know they come from small towns they will come to delhi or mumbai to work mm-hmm. and they are not focused on building a life and a career in the city their whole focus is save as much as i can if i can live in one tiny room and then take all this money back to my village to my town to my to my kin to my family right uh the individuality of 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 a person uh like i'm an individual i'm ravi i have to build my stand up career i have to make a life in war so i'm obsessed with that in some ways that i picture my life should be like this and i work towards that yeah eastern cultures india china indonesia these cultures are not like that individuality is not as important as family or the collective kin thing that always takes preference there but that but that stops at your own family it doesn't go on to your neighbor yeah yeah no, i mean yeah like uh, at a very basic level but when there are political topics like uh, china is being aggressive at the border suddenly now everybody starts feeling indian and oh, suddenly okay. everybody starts boycotting chinese apps because oh now we are india like gotcha. like we are not india when normally but if there is a trouble oh yeah we are india oh, okay 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 cuz it's the it's kind of the uh opposite of canada kind is like yeah. i mean at least when i was living there it's like canadians oh we're all Canadian. like we're always like buddy buddy with each yeah. other uh and family is I mean, it's just regular. I don't think there's anything specific with Canadian families, but yeah, it's just it was interesting to me that like you guys don't think oh, yeah. of each other of like culturally. These are very different cultures, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And no, no, I, I mean, and, and that comes into comedy as well. Like, uh, like the things that I see from uh, sometimes, uh, like you know, like I have a perspective of an Indian person who now lives in Europe, right? So I see things happening here. I've lived here for a while. I understand these things. but at the same time at at some core level my instincts will be indian like if if jordan will make a joke he will always come from an american point of view because that's who you are inside mm-hmm. yeah uh you will learn to maybe grow and have a broader perspective but a lot of time our instincts are basic yeah i think nothing nothing has opened my mind up more than moving abroad i used to be so i'm still very left and liberal but i used to be so far or just like so close-minded about anyone who did, did, didn't agree with me mm. like was just incorrect and i'm interested that people just they live in different realities and we sort of we share this space exactly but everyone is having their own experiences yeah. just because someone's experiences uh, and mental makeup has led them to certain conclusions doesn't mean that like absolutely you are fucking wrong and bad <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just so we have, yeah and I, i didn't really get that until i moved abroad Uh, oh, and it's like, important and, yeah. yeah and met so many expats and lived in a totally different culture and be like okay these things that I've been holding on very very tightly to like while I still believe them you know it's not the be all end all truth of everything yeah, that's true yeah. like i just thought about one of our comedian friends zinger because the thing is we we when we move abroad we learn from each other okay i i meet you i i learn for something about canada from you i just feel like people who meet zinger they just have a weird image of zimbabwe just <laughs> <laughs> talk the crazy Thanks shit about zimbabwe telling about zimbabwe <laughs> 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 like a village has just one person and a dog <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of he, he has this joke like uh the We d- we don't have fantasy like stories. We just have the Food Network. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like really right. playing up the story. Exactly. So, and Polish people already have this kind of image exactly. of Africa. And he's like, "Yes, you are right, and more." <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan, um, was there one time where it clicked, where you changed your perspective? Was it like, was there one event that you were like, "Oh, the way I was thinking was wrong." It's less that the way i was thinking was wrong more that like being more open minded to different ways of thinking and that maybe no one is right was it uh, do you remember there was one time where it just clicked uh so my ex was like very 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 passionate about like uh mental health medications being like bad mm-hmm. and evil and this was like a, i'm not currently on any but okay. like i like the option and it like wasn't an option <laughs> in that uh, relationship okay And uh 
I thought this was like a weird thing about her. And then I moved here and I met other Polish people who like just happened to hold the same belief just because like there's a part of this culture that's like yeah. that. And uh-huh. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then that sort of, yeah. We all live in a, a shared delusion. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, also, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'll keep interrupting. I'm saying that it's funny that every time there's a question like that, is there an event which made you realize something? Very often it's something about an ex. Yeah, because yeah. you said <laughs> yeah. ex. I had a moment like when you asked that question in my head, I was like, did I have any moment? I was like, it starts with an ex. Yeah. <laughs> like mm. those moments very often I have to do something with an ex. The, the, less that like, oh, my ex was right and more like I should have been more tolerant of her, what I perceived as intolerance, yeah. you know, uh, Right, anyway, right, right. Yeah, I, I was just was a less tolerant like, person of people on their right. Yeah. And like, for instance, if I lived in the U.S. during COVID, I would have thought people who were anti-masks were like horrible, horrible people. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, it's like it's a perspective. Yeah. Like you, it's, you're weighting values differently, and some small percentage of you are complete assholes. Like, cause yeah. comes some small percentage of every single group yeah. are complete assholes, and it's yeah. It's okay to arrive at different conclusions, and when people are arriving at those conclusions, they're not bad people. They're just thinking in a different way. It, it can go too far. This is yeah. like moral philosophy one on one stuff. Like oh, if someone was like murder is good, yeah. then like that's a problem. But I mean, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. in the right context, <laughs> in the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> murder. If it's if it's fun enough, yeah. if they fuck with, I mean, they fuck with you. Age old question: When yeah. you go, if you get a time machine, will you kill Hitler? <laughs> if, right. if 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 this uh, video of me murdering brings <laughs> joy <laughs> to millions of people, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> I, I was thinking recently about that time machine question because everyone's gonna murder Hitler. <laughs> I think what I would do. Is I would send someone else back. I would just be like, "Oh, check out my closet," and then just send them back to like a bunch. But <laughs> they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Uh, but also, <laughs> and then just wake up somewhere. But I thought of sending like a super hack comedian okay. to like the 1950s and rewrite history completely because then they'd be like amazing back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. But they would just have these hacky shit jokes, and then I would be like. Man, this guy sucks. And everyone was like, no, he's like the originator of stand-up comedy. And I'm like, no, no I sent him back in a time machine. And people were like, what are you talking uh, about? <laughs> send UK drill back to the 50s. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like a shitty comedian yeah, yeah, to yeah. like just be just expanding us to different on. different genres of <laughs> right, pop uh, culture. Yeah. Well, you could like you could go back and do awesome things, but I, I just think it's funny. A shitty comedian. Just a shitty shitty comedian. comedian. This is something I've been thinking about. Legend. So Seinfeld. I always hear comedians talk about like Seinfeld gives such great advice. Seinfeld, uh, you know, like uh, such a great comedian, but like almost no one talks about like jokes of Seinfeld that they like. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You notice this? Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, if I have to right now sit here, like uh, I really like Seinfeld, but if I have to sit here and try to start recalling how many jokes I remember of him, how many? I don't. I don't think I can because think uh, of... because with with Seinfeld the the laugh is in the moment of he says something relatable he will say something don't you feel and like the he will highlight an emotion that you feel in a certain situation and you relate to that and you laugh to that it's not something you will remember after the he's show. like a nerdy Dane Cook in that way he's connecting and actually Ravi uh, for our listeners. I'm interesting on understanding what is your creative process when you write about comedy. Oh, when I started, I would say there wasn't because there is no stand-up school you learn by doing yourself. Uh, so I think now after doing it for a few years, uh, now I have a process where I will say that, um, you know, when they say that he like I'm I'm a writer on the stage, like mm-hmm. I am that kind of comedian where I will think of something which I think it's funny, uh, either a premise, sometimes a punchline, whatever comes to my head. Mm-hmm. The first part of my process is, yes, I make the first note. I'll make the first note. This is funny to me. Uh, it's a punchline premise, whatever it is, I'll make the first note. And, and just for the listens, Ravi is one of the most organized men that I know. He has all his notes in an incredible, organized I, way, much more than anyone else. I think uh, I've seen him with an iPad. Yeah, with an iPad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit neurotic. Uh, I mean, if somebody hacks into my OneDrive, 
it will be so easy to find everything because I have every folder named documents. Under documents, there will be a folder which will be immigration-related documents. Right. You can easily find anything once you hack into my system. But did, yeah. it, did it change? Were you always like that? <laughs> so, sorry, but Jordan <laughs> just joking. brought a drink and he was it's, like, oh my God, this is disgusting. And he offered it to me. Why? Why it's, I think it's, it's I, think, I think when drinks are disgusting, it's interesting. This and is a... Plus, this is, this is a can of like a Bah hard seltzer. It's Plus, like a Jordan CBD was earlier talking hard about seltzer. a shared experience. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, w- I want other people to experience how Shit fucked up tasting drink. this is. And but then I think what made you laugh is then I just start drinking it yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you paid for it. Hey, it's, yeah, it's here. It has and, alcohol in it. Yeah, it's like a it's like three percent alcohol, low the, calorie with CBD. It has a very anyway, faded this, color. This like, I think something is wrong with it, <laughs> but I'm fascinated. It's like an occasional marijuana. This is why I keep getting food poisoning. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm like, something's weird about this. I, I, I need to know more. I need to. <laughs> uh, but Ravi, going back to your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you start with writing on stage, or were you? Did you used to write down all your jokes word for word and so repeat them? What I first mean by like writing on the stage was, uh, so I have the first idea and. I don't write the full joke the first time I'm performing it, okay? So the first time I go on the stage, I just go with, okay, this is funny, I think this is funny. And I will just call it maybe because of my improv background, but I improvise. Like the first time I'm ever doing a joke, I'm improvising everything. I just know one thing that, okay, there is a part here which I think is funny. Right. And rest of it, premise or whatever, I'm improvising. Uh, I Let's say I did like a one-minute joke on one topic I will listen to my recording and I'll like okay I will got my laugh points here was a laugh here was a laugh okay this is connecting with the audience this is not connecting with the audience and then I have when I have those points then I will think of okay so now let me write it mm-hmm. and then I will try a few more open mics I keep adjusting few things here and there and I think personally in my creative process a joke that I will say is ready that I can, I'm willing to publish it on Instagram or wherever, which I think is a finished product. For me, that creative process would be at least three, four months, at least. Okay. Like from first time doing it on the stage to first time writing it, to then keep doing it in open mics again and again, trying to figure out tags to add and all that. Three, four months easily before I think I'm comfortable to publish it. You, you, because you have a bunch of jokes. You did a open mic recently on Thursday, where you did some old jokes that were hilarious, and I never heard them before. But you were like, I don't do those anymore because they're on YouTube. Oh, but like, yeah, I do them less because they're on YouTube. But, but yeah. like, but th- there was that one with your brother. That's oh, yeah. super funny. Well, how does that go? Amazon book review. Thing? I love that one. Yeah, what's yeah. the, what's the uh, you don't have to like do it, do it. Yeah, but do like, it. Like, do I, it. It's one of those where like, you know, like, uh, what do you call, uh, deception, like take you in a, in a different direction. So I, I start by saying that uh, it, it's a part of a longer bit where I talk about I'm trying to be a better person and different things in my life which, are, which I'm changing. And then one bit in that whole set is uh, last year I had a lot of drinking problems uh, and I wanted to solve it. And the only person I find uh, intelligent enough or I always seek advice is my brother. So I called him and I was like, I need to do something about it. And he goes, uh, you do drunk texting. That means you like typing when you're drunk. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. That's a hacky tag, but mm-hmm. that gets a laugh. And uh, then I go into, so my brother, brother advised, uh, write something, uh, type something else when you're drunk. So now I do Amazon book reviews. That always gets. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like there is a pause, it always gets a laugh. And how how does the ending of the joke? Uh, so so then I said so now I do uh, drunk Amazon book reviews. Uh, they blocked. Then I go into they blocked my account. That's uh, right. And then I go into a small conversation with the with the customer service, and it ends with you cannot say those things about the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that based on true story? Like you oh, actually? No, no, no. no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You didn't talk to your brother. He didn't say that. You just no, made no, that all up. No, that that's just all made up. Like uh, so it was a part of. Uh, simple one line joke I did one time which was uh, last year I had a lot of drug problems this year I have solved it now I have a new dealer oh it's just from that? yeah so it was just one thing and I was just I had it for almost a year and I was like this is funny premise you know like I'm changing things from last year to this year Mm -hmm. I can add so much 
So then I go into last year, I also had drunk texting. Last year I did this, I had this problem, I'm changing that. And then I also had a romantic angle that now I'm thinking I should have a, I should have a relationship. I'm old enough, mature enough to have a relationship. And then there are jokes on that. So this whole bit of who I was last year and who I am this year, it's all made up. But I think it's a good 15 minutes right there. And I think if I do my one hour, I like starting with this, like this is who I am. And then jokes on that. And then I go into other topics. Is it? But did, did you record it somewhere here in Warsaw? Like it's on YouTube. You said, "Oh yeah, Club Comedy Away." That's where we recorded. And did you do your own like twenty minutes, or was it an open mic recording? Uh, so it was actually uh, Pete organized it because uh, since Pete has gone into Polish stand up now full time, uh, stand up Polska is like his agent and agency, whatever you call. Like they produce all the shows and everything. I have good relationship with like stand up Polska. They're really good people. Uh, so Pete uh, just threw an idea to them that in war, this was 2019. And he was like, uh, now we have a lot of English comedians in Warsaw. <laughs> yeah. uh, we should, uh, and stand up Polska has a lot of uh, followers on YouTube, a lot of followers. So they're like, uh, let's publish some videos showcasing that Warsaw also has an English scene. Okay. So Pete hosted it. And it was just a bunch of us, the English stand-up Poland dudes. Uh, we were like five, six of us. We all did uh, about 15 minutes each. I Yeah, 10 to 15. Uh, I published eight minutes. Out, like some, like We just left it our own decision how much you want to publish, how you want to edit it. I just put an eight minute out there, which now when I look back, I was like, I should not have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it got like, I think I saw the video, it got like 400... 50,000 yeah, views. Like it, has, it is at like 400? Crazy numbers. Yeah, 400,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, if I remember yeah. correctly, uh, when I had to write my first set, I was like searching on YouTube some inspiration and I, I, I typed English stand-up Poland and I think I saw your video for like the first video stand-up comedy I, 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 I saw. I hope you didn't watch it like, okay, let's not do it like that. <laughs> let's do it different to this video. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and because I saw the amount of actually views that those videos had, like 400,000, it's crazy. My fav- favorite memory from that video being posted is uh, there is a website called Monster Joe. That's like BuzzFeed of Poland. It's like uh, just uh, people when they're working just go there to kill time and just read articles. It's very popular. My video was published and within three or four days, in that video there's a joke where I say premise. In premise I say that Poland is not racist, it's learning how to be racist. Mm. And they just quoted, Ravi says Poland is learning how to be racist. (laughs) <laughs> posted the video on their website. I don't know. Maybe that helped it get so many views. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I, I saw it on YouTube. I was like, "Oh, hey, there's Ravi. Oh, four hundred plus thousand views." And then, I, and then I watched some video on the history of Disney World because <laughs> YouTube Eight is minutes. like that. Yeah, thumbnail not good enough. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna watch some random thing. It's not gonna help me. I had no idea, like back then, of the promoting yourself. <laughs> like, I still am behind in that. I'm pretty sure. But I definitely know more now than I knew back then. I would have published it differently if I was doing it now. It's an emerging art even now. Like Sam Morell and Mark Normand are probably at the top of that game. And it's, Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Andrew Schultz. He's the yeah. best yeah. one. He's and, the but, one who promoting like, showed it, okay, it's, it, you can do this. And yeah. actually, he started to post uh, his comedy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He was the first one and he got inspired by Ross, the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ross started to, put, to post something on YouTube. And he was like, oh. He did. He he's like new on this, and so I can also do it in comedy. And so he started to publish on YouTube. Crazy! I I, f- I wish I had like such an idea that would completely change the way we do things. I like f- yeah. Yeah. patience, Beatrice. No, I, I like want to have a, it now. You'll have it. It's a win. It's, I feel like it's a window, and I feel like there's probably another year, year and a half of this YouTube window, and then dead space, and then there'll be some other thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it, it's, it's a trend thing. Like 2015-16 was the trend for vlogs. Everybody was doing vlogs. Casey Neistat and mm-hmm. uh, that Canadian dude. Like the, the vlogs just took off. Yeah. 
and then people got bored of vlogs in a few years. They still watch vlogs, but I don't think blog vlogs are most popular things these days. Right. No, but yeah. for example, Andrew Schultz says that uh, Netflix and uh, uh, all the other HBO for comedy, they are like just dead because they cut you, they cut freedom or whatever. I and YouTube, dead. actually, but YouTube is free, right? So it's... You YouTube is the most uh, the social that most represent comedy because it's free. Yeah, of course, Beatrice, there is yeah. a, playing the kind of the devil's advocate here. Like there is a counter to that, which is how do I want my comedy to be seen? Like I don't get on uh, on TikTok because on TikTok it's 15, 20 second videos. Like I, less yeah, than Ravi, a minute. You will right? not, you will yes. not absolutely. Exactly. Like I am managed to cut yeah. 15 seconds. I don't want to fight. <laughs> like genuinely, like thinking of a point of view of a person who is on TikTok and they, they are just scrolling. I don't want to fight for 40 seconds of somebody's attention. So I like the traditional way of if I have an hour, I put it on a network, Netflix or even on YouTube. But like I, there's a certain way I like my comedy to be seen. I don't want my comedy to be seen in 15 seconds, 20 second videos. I like TikTok because my attention span is only 15 seconds. <laughs> so, exactly. it depends. At, who are you? At, <laughs> at, at Jordan Thomas Gray, 62,000 followers. <laughs> Q Jordan is bragging. <laughs> but but that's the thing. It's like every comedian is different. We all have unique personalities, and you reach where you want to reach. But TikTok, it's I get very frustrated with it because the jokes that I like don't do that well on TikTok. It's always like the dumbest shit that does the best on TikTok. That's your TikTok and crowd, I, sorry. I, <laughs> I, posted, I posted a TikTok about uh, birth control, sort of. The butt of the joke is men who don't understand why women might not want to oh, take I birth control. Where, yeah. where are you talking about uh, moving to check? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's a very smart way to say that. But I, I lost probably 150 followers After from that because people were like, um... It's called a uh, vasectomy. <laughs> like people just weren't understanding. I'm like, no, I think pe- people who, men who are like, women should be a birth control are stupid. And that's the point of the joke. And then also the joke about abortion is just like, that's just playing with the idea. Yeah. Of, I feel yeah. like it, it, it's, it irritates me sometimes when people get offended just at the setup of the joke without even realizing that the setup is for the punchline to work. Be- Beatri- mm. yeah. 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 Beatrice has a uterus. Beatrice... I think I should uh, show boobs yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> show your I was, boobs. I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to be feminist and inclusive. <laughs> I'm like, I I'm, think let's I, let the woman no, talk because about listen, the I try to be to go viral on TikTok. I just push stuff and uh, and I don't get any. So I, I think mean, I should just yeah, post just boobs. Just post boobs. Because why? I mean, why? I, it's the my the way to be feminist now is to go naked on the streets, like during the strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is, Beatrice. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, so just basta. from a marketing <laughs> point of view. But not in Praga, not yeah. at night. Just from a marketing point of view, if I see a thumbnail, topless comedian telling jokes, I would click. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Um, I had a question about you guys. Like, how did you first meet Ravi? Was it at my show? Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, it was at uh, your yeah. show. And okay. I remember right. I had a joke and... Uh, uh, and I, I, it was like my second time ever on stage. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and after Ravi came to me, I didn't know you well. And he told me something like, um, you, you need to talk slowly because your jokes are funny, but you need to be more like confident uh, and you need to rehearse this more in the mirror. And I did, and it was very oh. helpful. So that's how I met Ravi. I how I, I met your mom, no. <laughs> no I'm not your Ravi. Oh, you can't meet her anymore. <laughs> Ra- Ravi is the king of uh, unsolicited advice. Oh, yeah. I always, like, I, I'll see him talking to a brand new comedian and I, and I walk in and I'm like, oh, is Ravi telling you something? <laughs> Don't listen to Ravi. Ravi's, t- I like connecting no, but actually, people with my unsolicited actually, advice. It's, it's a good first step. You should do like 20 minutes of crowd work. <laughs> I mean, I do, uh, I have, I I have been told and I have also observed myself as well that it's nice when other person is also like, no, like is open and they will take me positively the way I'm coming positively with energy, like with my my uh, opinions mm-hmm. with wrong person. Yeah, they yeah. think I'm an asshole and who the fuck are you to advise me? Yeah, I don't, I don't know a single person who thinks you're an asshole. I think everyone yeah. I talk to 
really likes you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people yeah, likes yeah. you a lot, yeah. Ravi. People love you. People Ravi. love you, Ravi. Ravi, you should show your dick. <laughs> show <TikTok>. your dick. <laughs> show your dick. Yeah, that'll get views. Yeah, uh, yeah you guys should do like a joint video. No. <laughs> dick no. and boobs. I I lo- I like to do solo things. All right, all right. We have done a private show together, Beatrice. We did. Yeah. Oh yes, actually yes. When? So um, basically, uh, let's <laughs> tell this story. Uh, some Italian called Rabi uh, for being comedians during an Italian birthday party of a guy turning fifty. Yeah, like a, like a private event. Yeah, private event mm-hmm. for a private birthday. And Rabi uh, called me because I'm Italian. I so want to be safe. Yeah, his sure. logic was true, was right, and uh, we went to this birthday that actually was in a at the place of the of this guy. Just a house. Yeah, just a house. It was and a living went, fucking room of somebody. In, in a room, and it was like fifteen people almost, and the grand and the mom of this guy turning fifty, and the mom was like the star of the night. You remember the oh, yeah. old woman? She would approve jokes. And the, the the cool thing is that they could not really speak English, so in the crowd. Uh, no one spoke English or like uh, one person? No, no, no. most of the people. Few people spoke broken English. Yeah. So basically, Ravi did just, at one point, just say, okay, just talk. And so I, I did the show with... But exactly. you did it in English. In Italian. No, you didn't. In like, Italian. I, I would, and it was just Ravi standing, drinking <laughs> yeah. his Red I'm Bull. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This doesn't <laughs> feel like a show. This feels like, you know, in a, like a, somebody's living room... Uh, Beatrice is giving a toast and I'm just standing beside her on somebody's birthday. <laughs> how did you how did we, it come we, about? We did one hour and a half I just, there in Italian. Yeah. Somebody contacted me on, on my website that uh, it's a private gig, birthday gig. And I have done birthday gig before. In a very, what do you call it? <laughs> in a weird way, it's something that I hate. But the cringe of the moment, I love cringe. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I just go for that. So the last birthday event that I did was there was a proper stage there and there were like 40, 50 people. It was a big birthday party. And I was thinking it might be something similar to that. Like, like it would be, at least there would be a stage or mic. And then on the sh- day of the show, they were like, oh no, there's no mic or anything. It's just 10, 12 people. And <laughs> so, so weird. Because it's like, yeah. it literally is, without a mic or a stage and there's 10, 12 I mean, people. Like for me, to to for me, honestly, it was the first time I was doing, crowd, because I was still not hosting. So it was the first time I was doing crowd work and I managed to do one hour, right? And then I understood, oh, I like host. Like, I like talking, talking with the people. Them, so it yeah. was very helpful for me. So thanks, Ravi. Oh, and also I want to say that uh, those guys at the, from the birthday, they also came to our shows and sometimes they are regulars and it was very funny to to be there right, uh, right. to to be like the gift for the for this guy birthday. I remember those, yeah, you, you weren't sure you wanted to do this show and then remember? Because you were like it's just me. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ravi wasn't even on board because someone else dropped out. Oh yeah! Like at yeah. first, I wasn't on board. Like I had doubts. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I had doubts myself as well. So I wanted to be fair to Beatrice. Like when I'm telling her that mm. there might be a show, yeah. So I express my doubts. Right, as right, well. right, right. So I think that's why she might have been on the fence as I well. Think any opportunity to perform, you yeah, should take. But yeah. It, it was really I never did uh, like hosting or something, so I was afraid of crowd. But so, once you break the the once you do, if you want to do crowd work, you should just do it just and do see it. how it works, yeah. guys. Sure. No, like uh, crowd work is important, man. Like, I, love- I think for my first couple of years of doing stand up, I was I didn't have confidence of crowd work. Like I had few heckling moments where I felt like proud. Like you, know, you remember those moments? Oh, I took a heckler down, but I never did like proper like interacting with the crowds where a conversation goes in a tangent, which you can then call back in your show later on. That kind of crowd work mm-hmm. where they feel involved. I was always afraid of that. It's only recently, I would say in the last one year, that I've started feeling comfortable with that. Like hosting Spatif helped me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the best thing that came out of Spatif that I just got very comfortable with being on the stage, even without jokes. Like you're just confident that if you just keep talking to the audience, two questions, okay, first question may not be funny. Second question, third question, eventually the funny will come. Right. And so Ravi Ravi hosts a show at Spatif that's mostly in they, non-summer yeah. months. But oh, it's like, coming back. When and when? Thirtieth of September. We're oh, back. Wow. Next season. Cool. And so what? Once it's a once a month thing where yeah. you uh, showcase showcase yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I I basically I mean I try to keep it very uh, casual from an artist point of view. So I just contact 
people that I know, like like you guys in Warsaw who have been doing a stand-up or some Polish comedians that I know who are really good and they do amazing in Polish stand-up, but they want to try English stand-up. So I just reach out to five, six people and every lineup, the idea is that two, three people in the first half, one somebody new who does five minutes, the rest of the people do 10 to 15, whatever you feel like. No lights. I don't like giving the lights in that show. You're free, comfortable. And uh, I do basically, when there were not comedy whole shows going on and I needed a stage time for my open mics, there were no open mics for a bit. Mm -hmm. for, a, for a time period, there was no open mic. So I was using Spativ, my hosting time slot between two comedians as my open mic. Right. That's kind of why we all started hosting. To just get more stage time because there just wasn't enough, mm -hmm. weren't enough yeah. shows. And also, uh, actually, Ravi gave me a tip last uh, Wednesday. I don't remember when. Unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, one of those. No, actually, I remember there was a tough crowd um, and uh, I, I felt I was a bit losing them. And then Ravi came and told me uh, if if uh, someone doesn't give you uh, an, like, an input for some funny joke from the audience, just keep asking and you maybe get a like at the point where you find some connection with some of your jokes. So don't give up. Like just, you know, if if someone is talking to you, if you don't find what he's saying uh, with some connection with some joke, just keep going and then you will find the, the key to unlock it. And actually that's very good. And I used it and it was very like, well. Helpful advice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Removing the pressure to be funny during yeah, crowd yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to say a funny thing after every yeah. single sometimes I just move on like yeah. <laughs> but that is, then, yeah. but, no but that that's good also because you know there are sometimes where you're like not you but just in general with hosting you're like uh, oh where are you from and they say let's say Poland and you're like oh great and, <laughs> yeah. and that's it that's where the yeah. joke goes but if you keep talking to them there will be a joke yes. amongst them yes and also because it where gives you, you the time like relax time to talk with the people because sometimes hosting right we have 12 comedians on the lineup and we cannot keep too long but actually the beautiful like the beauty of of hosting is that you can take your time to talk with the people yeah, yeah, yeah. and so rushing sometimes is not good in my opinion yeah like as a as an MC, like as as a host on the stage, uh, yes, it's your responsibility to moderate time. Everybody gets on the stage. Like no, you're not taking too much time between two comedians. Like these are the things you have to keep in mind. But your top target, your top job to deliver is keep the energy of the audience at a level where comedian comes on the stage and doesn't have to struggle to bring back the energy. Mm -hmm. If the previous comedian was shit, let's say bombed. You take five more five minutes, let's say, before bringing the next one. Yeah. But warm up the crowd, and then you bring the next one. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> Ariel, I'm a fantastic host. Uh, <laughs> now, that the, all the time that Jordan comes, Ariel on stage, Ariel then says something mean about Jordan. I, I, this I, this is so the new. I got, I got the crowd so cheering for you, and you, oh, you came wow. on, and you were like, I, I fucking hate, hate that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, but then pe people were like, what's wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it was? It's so funny because like. But now it's a thing. You should like only do that. This fucking guy. I should keep going. People are like that. Americans seem perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it was? I had a joke because you were saying about fat people or fat kids. Like kids who grow up fat have it worse. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And people who didn't grow up fat don't understand or kids who, uh -huh. like the hot kids. And uh, and what my joke, <laughs> my joke was like, did he call kids hot? And then, <laughs> and then uh, also I was thinking about like, like I grew up fat uh -huh. also. So it's just like pictures by the way, it's tough to imagine area a growing up it's kid kid aerial flat like a fat I was I was like chubby I wasn't okay. like super okay fat. I was I was too fat as a kid to get contacts in my eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had to help me she cried my eyes open uh, but uh, Ariel this is an American a, problem this is, yeah it's this like is, an so funny this That's is so funny. this has been a thing with us I think since the very beginning because my second show I remember was with you because my first show okay. as as we know went extremely well <laughs> Jordan, Jordan is, is back. 
And then my second show went horribly. Just everything went wrong. Like the mic wasn't turned on, which just for whatever reason, I didn't know how to turn it back on. And then I had told you like, okay, Ariel, so last time you were kind of mean to me, just be really mean to me this time. And, and oh, like, okay. we'll play off of it. And so Ariel is like, and our next performer, great guy. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> Very funny. It's true. And, I, and I'm up there like with a mic that doesn't work like, <laughs> is this is this is <laughs> totally thrown off? Yeah. But yeah, we've had that kind. We've had that dynamic since oh, the, that's the, a since we met. Dynamic. I was, yeah. but it was funny that that last show where like I had those jokes to say, but instead I was just like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> that's all. People were like, what? Why? Oh, the Wednesday Wednesday was so weird. That the, the audience uh, is one of those ones that you can't quite figure out. It takes a very long time to break. Yeah, I, says, yeah. Yeah, I think that just comes with experience. We'll yeah. do it better. Eventually. Time? Almost. It's 3.10 and at 3.30 we have Terry. That's too bad. I had more question with Ravi. Okay. But, but I'm saying we can do a little bit. We, we let's just keep going. And then we let's can just keep the, going. I mean, I'm fine with keep going. I, I'll just need to refill a little water, then I'm fine. I think, I think two, two minute break and then we yeah. do the rest. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, cheers with water. Uh, uh, I think that will be beneficial for us. Like we noticed that since we started this, also Ariel shows are going better. Like you have more audience. Mm -hmm. Our shows, people from Tuesday they go to Wednesday yeah, and vice versa. Absolutely. So it's always it, we told because we born in this as comedian in a scene in which uh, if you had a show you would cannibalize the other show like this was what we were thinking like if we have a very good show this will no if we have a very good show on Wednesday people will not go on Tuesday but actually we we noticed that it's completely the opposite oh, yeah. completely especially opposite. Like if we over a million people in the city yeah, yeah. Especially if we all uh, advertise each other yeah. uh, during the shows. People are once more, people once more comedy every yeah. day. And uh, I'll, I'll say a couple things that like Ravi, uh, like I reached out to Ravi for like advertising my show. And Ravi was always super supportive of yeah. like, he was like, yeah, yeah, let me post. And so I would just send it to him and he would post and like I completely... I think of online thing, uh, not just advertising and supporting each other, but in general, I think of online thing like sending a request or adding somebody somewhere. It doesn't cost money. Yeah. If I share a post, if I share an event, it doesn't cost me money. Totally. And from an algorithm point of view, uh, my page needs to look active. I don't post that much. So you, I, if I'm sharing your post, I'm helping you. Plus, I'm sharing something from my page. Right. So that kind of goes yeah. into the algorithm somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And there, there was a, I was just going to say that thing that I said kind of off camera, uh, camera, mic, mic? <laughs> off mic uh, to Bea that like, Bea, you were saying that you want to do something to change. Oh, I wish I was doing something like Andrew Schultz, like doing something to change. But even though it's small scale, like you did do that in Warsaw before you guys, I mean, Ravi was just talking about how the Warsaw standup scene in English was going. I started a show just to get more stage time. I wasn't thinking a bigger picture thing. And then you guys come in, you specifically are like, we want this community. And then you're bringing everyone together. You're bringing in, you know, me, Ravi, like you actually changed the scene of the Warsaw stand-up <laughs> show. <laughs> now let's fuck. <laughs> no, no thanks, Ariel. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Ariel. yeah. I was talking to you too. Yes, yes. I would have to get a stool, Ariel, by the way. <laughs> we do that. A stool. <laughs> you, like, asked on a, on a stool. But yeah, right. but, but I, I do think that's a, that's a, you know, there's there's times where you, you're doing something, you don't realize it, and it's only later you yeah, yeah, yeah. are like, oh, wait, I did yeah. do that. I mean, I was These like... These are the good old days, there guys. Is a, there, is, uh, there is a... I think, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, you know, uh, oh, wait, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay, like, like, I just wanted to say, say something on this, uh, what you just uh, finished is look at stand up. I'm sorry, but look at it in a, in a bit of a business or in a bit of a startup way. So when any yeah. startup, it happens, you start with a great idea with a few core people. And if it is feasible, like first part of the startup, it's feasible. Can we achieve this product? Will it be, can we get customers? Then we get the initial funding. And then you get a fresh new recruitment people who will push the company. And every time you get new funding and you have more resources to spend, you bring in new people who give more energy. 
any scene grows like that our stand up will grow like that in more so if yeah. we just and yeah, uh, actually i am like i think we are treating the comedy hall as a startup like in my like what i'm doing is yeah. we are uh, for me the comedy hall is not just collective it's actually a startup of sh- we produce show and not only and by the way we also officially registered the comedyhall.com did you yes nice well done yes Website we is did important. and one day maybe we will uh, do a copyrights and arena But, is our first employee i think yeah. we, i think we paid her like 112 PLN <laughs> so and, we, and with stage But, time and, as well. and stage time that's true that's yeah. true yeah yeah but Ina she's a great help so thank you Arina thank you Arina thank you we love you yeah and she's going up on stage and actually yeah. had some good jokes yeah she's good with crowd work yeah yeah she, she doesn't yeah. seem nervous or anything yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good it's good yeah. I think community was definitely comedy whole uh, just gave like an immediate boost because uh At least with stand up Poland what was happening in stand up Poland is like we would finish a show we all would go uh, back to our lives uh I see with comedy hall when you guys finish shows uh you guys hang out you guys yeah. stay after uh, and from an audience perspective uh, on a psychological level everybody loves to get involved in what they think is cool it's mm. a good point so if 50 people come to a show They see you guys performing, and if they stay one hour extra, they get to have one conversation with you. They will come back. And also, like just in general, seeing comedians hang out and joke around, and whatever, it is fun to do, and it's fun to like be like, oh, those people who are on stage are friends or yeah. are talking. Yeah. Like that is cool. I think mm-hmm. yes. for sure, you're right. Like when a when an audience member likes you as a comedian, they not only like your personality, they also like the way you think. the way your point of view on any topic so they would love to have a conversation with you because they like the way you think the angles you're coming from mm. and that's why they love to communicate and i mean take example of logic the this rapper logic yeah, yeah. is known for okay he's a great rapper but he's also known for he always has time for his fans he interacts with them like back before he was very popular he was sometimes even replying to youtube comments If you give a little back, audience will love you and they will come back. And I think comedy hole with you guys hanging out after the shows and all that in 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 ways you guys are doing that, which is awesome. So Jordan, people will love you if so, you listen. I don't need that. Oh, I, I was <laughs> thinking that Jordan was back. <laughs> He's right. got Bumble. He doesn't need people in real. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, Bumble's good. <laughs> Duh. Right. Duh. Uh, should, should we? What bay? Uh, I don't know. Just like random, no, random. <laughs> Was noise. it E for Bumble? For Bumble, yeah, yeah, yeah. General question. I'm blue. <laughs> What's your dating app of choice? Dating. I used. I used to use. Ten, I don't have use any dating apps now. Oh, Instagram. Yeah. My my, <laughs> my favorite app of choice is Life App. It's a new app. Yeah, life. it's actually it's just real life. Real really? life. <laughs> you just show your tech. Exactly. That's just, my favorite thing to do in a date. Ap- approach people in bedroom. <laughs> Cashier. Yeah, yeah. Bea goes up to guys and is like, "Hey, do you have a dick?" And they're like, "Yes." And like, "Come with me then." Because <laughs> she's a slut. Oh, I'm sure my dad is listening to this podcast. Right really? Yeah, yeah, he's da- does. He, d- Ciao, he speaks English. Ciao, papi. <laughs> you call your dad papi? Papino. Papi. Papino. I I call my dad Papi. Okay, but Papi. Papi. It's not a Polish thing. I don't think. Let's oh, no. change. It is strange. I mean, no, no. Let's not change. I think it's interesting. Like uh, genuinely. Okay, jokes aside. I don't call my dad. He's <laughs> dead. <laughs> God damn it! He cannot be here to talk about your comedy. How insensitive of him! Uh, he'd be a great guest. But like, uh, when you guys talk, uh, like, do you guys talk to your mom and dad about material? Like, what kind of jokes? Oh do yeah, my, yeah, my mom is my biggest fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's liking my TikToks oh, and commenting. And then I, I sometimes I promote shows on Facebook, and if I promote too much, she'll be like, "I think that's enough, Jordan." She'll comment. She'll comment. <laughs> like, that's that's like, like, mom, you don't know what it's like out here trying to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, sh- I share. Like, first of all, my mom likes all the posts, like, even your like everything on Facebook, Instagram. I don't know how how she managed, but she likes all the posts ever. Francesca, if you if you find any Francesca, it's my mom, oh, yeah. and. And then, yeah, I share the material, but afterwards, because like I I I do them on stage. Also because my it's different comedy, like 
different mentalities. My dad, yeah. my parents are around 50s, so they have more traditional style of comedy. They mm. like, they, my mom will die for that. They, uh, she hates that comedy. Like, she doesn't, no. Yeah. She, she was always like, oh, but that's sad. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. She gets it literally. She takes, mm, yeah. yes. <laughs> but also, I remember uh, one Italian comedian, he told me, you need to, st- uh, but, like, famous because I had a sh- workshop with him and he told me, you need to, who is bragging Stop. now? Stop. Uh, it, it was a workshop. It, it only I was counts taking if I brag. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> they can brag as brag. much as they want. Yeah, he would say, I don't need a workshop. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, I just don't get anything out of it. And, I feel like I'm teaching the whole time. And he told me, uh, you should stop asking uh, the audience for permission when you say jokes. Ooh, that's important. That's important. And uh, I feel, because I grew up in a uh, middle class uh Family mentality, like burgers. Burgers? Burgers? Bourgeois. Bourgeoisie? Bourgeois. Bourgeois. What is in English? Bourgeois. It's not a English word, so you don't say it in English. Yeah, so with this type type of uh, mentality. And so I always ask, uh, please. Like I used to ask, please. Or seeking for approval. Or seeking for approval. And now I... Changed now after I say, this fuck you, advice. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, now I just yeah. now I don't care. And we the the, the this ad, a suggestion of from this comedy was like oh no. life changing oh no, for no, me, no. and actually also made me well. understand yeah. my life. Oh no. Right, but about um about also I think it's a great thing that your parents are supported, yeah, like especially a lot. my mom, because the same thing for my mom. She's very, very much like liking everything which is you know at some point you could be like oh god mom leave me alone I love like my a mom. little child I love my mom so but like much. it's a good thing it is cringiest but it's still one of my favorite things ever uh i miss my mom she posted one time on my wall she was figuring out facebook new and she didn't know much about it she posted on my wall ravi is a good boy <laughs> instead of <laughs> messaging <laughs> <laughs> and all of my friends started commenting, commenting just for the shits and giggles, so that I'm, I get <laughs> notification for yeah. further comments. That's so awesome, <laughs> good puppy. Hello, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's one regret I do have. That I, I mean, I, I don't have my moment anymore. But I mm. do wish I had shared more about. They were curious. They always wanted to know more about what I'm talking because they would see those videos on YouTube and everything. They wanted to know what I talk about on the stage. But I don't know. It was a personal. Somehow I was never confident enough or proud enough uh, that I never shared material what I talk about with them on the stage. Yeah, and also you were new, probably. Yeah. So like, it's you know, it is a tough thing to yeah. be like, here's some ideas that I have. <laughs> yeah, here's uh, here's a video where I talk for ten minutes about taking ecstasy in Berlin. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who's right. your friend Molly? <laughs> <laughs> she seems fun. <laughs> is she single? All so right. yeah, all right, guys. So this is the end of this episode. Thank you very much, Ravi, for oh, being our you. special, amazing guest and to tell us yes, your story you, and the story you, of English stand-up comedy in Warsaw. I th- I would add this story in in Warsaw has just started. So you That's right. oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, thank you, Ravi, very much. It Thank you, guys. Great. Anything you want to plug, Ravi? Uh, StandUpRavi.com? Yes, StandUpRavi. Like, first of all, thank you guys for inviting. And yeah, I am back to doing shows again this season. So StandUpRavi.com where you find everything. Spotify shows are back from 30th of September. Dopeness. All right. Dope. All right. Ciao, guys. Ciao. 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 I will say ciao as well. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, follow the Comedy Hall on Facebook, on Instagram. Check out our shows. We will be so happy to talk with you. Also, if you have any suggestion about possible topics for this podcast, reach out. If you want to be part of the podcast, reach out. If you're a comedian, send your stop by Warsaw, come and we will have fun together on stage. So, ciao. <laughs> <laughs>